It's time that we finally, finally talk about that topic that no one else is talking about. Could Patrick Mahomes start in 2017? Let's talk some Chiefs, guys. Welcome to Chief in the North, the land of 10,000 takes. Yes, that's correct. We have finally, after much uh, ado from listeners, found a name for the podcast. It is no longer the Minnesota Chiefs Fan Podcast. It is now Chief in the North. And if I have to explain it to you, it takes away from the awesomeness. But I am your host, Minnesota Chiefs fan, or Seth Kaiser, and this is the land of 10,000 takes where we talk Chiefs all the time and we try to delve in a little bit deeper than hopefully you can hear anywhere else. And today is, I guess you could call every edition a special edition, but we're going to call this one a special edition podcast because we're going to stick with one topic and one topic only, Patrick Mahomes, the young gunslinger that everyone loves to talk about, that everyone's buzzing about because of training camp bombs that people are seeing. So I just want to dive right into it because it's become kind of a controversial topic already, which most people knew would happen once training camp started. No matter what Andy Reid said or no matter what Andy Reid did, people are going to start buzzing about a young quarterback who seems to be demonstrating some good traits now that he's in training camp. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing for the Chiefs in the long term. But again, it's going to lead to some drama. So here's here's the deal. What I want to talk about today is the possibility of Mahomes starting in 2017, what it would look like, why I think it's possible, why I don't think it's likely, and just a few general questions. I actually asked uh, Chiefs Kingdom to ask me a bunch of questions that they want to see addressed regarding Mahomes. Um, And so I'm going to try to address as much of it as possible, at least in a certain format. I'm not going to be doing mailbag questions directly, but I've kind of tried to plunge everything together um, with regards to the questions that I was asked. My frame of reference with Mahomes is I watched every every game uh, repeatedly of his of his last year in college, several of his games the year prior. And, you know, charting accurate and inaccurate throws and clean pockets bailed on versus plays saved and just a bunch of stuff like that to try to get an idea for who he was as a quarterback. So I've, I've watched quite a bit of his college film. And additionally, I've, I've kept up to date on training camp as much as possible by watching everything that comes out, including writing a ridiculous 1300 word column on a two minute drill. And then also, I I know quite a few people that have attended training camp, and I've been picking their brains, trying to get a feeling for this guy. And so let's just dive right into it. Um, The first thing that you hear when you talk about the idea of starting Patrick Mahomes in 2017 is that young players shouldn't be starting. That, you know, a lot of the greats sat a year that, you know, you need some time. You know, you you usually don't – you usually more hear generalities like, oh, needs to sit and learn. Just kind of general statements that don't really tell you specifically, well, learn what and why and how much of it and when will he be ready. It's just, oh, he needs to sit and learn. He needs to refine his skills. He needs to do this kind of thing. And I guess here's what I would say to that with the caveat before I start any of this. I have always said, and I still say, the chances of Patrick Mahomes starting in 2017, I mean from week one, is between 10 and 15% to me. It's pretty low. I hear Alex Smith is slinging it at camp. I hope he has his best year as a chief. Um, I think the chances are pretty low. Alex is not going to be an easy guy to beat out. That said... Again, this is the Patrick Mahomes episode, so we're going to talk about it. So with regards to young players not 
being well suited to hit the ground running in the NFL. I got to say, I think that's something you hear more often from, from older fans than younger fans, because that used to be the, the norm that used to be considered the gold standard was all, but the most elite prospects really should sit a year or two and learn the game because it was so different from the college game. Well, the, the pro game is still very different from the college game, but it's not, in my opinion, from a quarterback's perspective, quite as different as it used to be. And the reason for that is the fact that the NFL has gone a lot more to spread offense looks. It's gone a lot more to shotgun. Um, the NFL has finally caught on to the idea that passing the ball is more efficient than running the ball the majority of the time. Do they Are they as wide open as in college? No. The different hash marks and different defenses, it, it still creates a big disparity. However those disparities affect other positions almost more than they affect quarterback. So when it comes to the transition, it's no longer a, a deal breaker if a guy's never taken a snap under center and it's not the best thing for him. Um, they, these just aren't as big a deal as they used to be. And you can see that reflected in a number of rookie quarterbacks that have come in and played well recently. Another thing that affects defenses now is it's just harder to be play pass defense than it used to be. With the change in the rules, and this was intentional, it's easier for offenses to score points. It's no, you know, you have more open receivers right out of the gate because contact rules are different. And so it's just easier now, and you see that with a guy like Jameis Winston, who no one considered a completely polished quarterback coming out, coming in and playing well his first year. Mariota playing well his first year. Um, you know, Andrew Luck, who was considered a great prospect, but he played well his first year. RG3, before getting injured, played well his first year. Derek Carr, in a pretty bad situation, played at a very competent level his first year. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, considering he was in a tough situation, he played pretty competently his first year. Um, there's, there's a number of young players, even, you know, Dak Prescott, although he was in a great situation, the fact is he came in and ran a pro offense at a competent level. Um, even, you know, Carson Wentz, who has some serious issues in his game, was able to do a few things, especially early on. And so this idea that I just named off like seven or eight players off the top of my head who very recently have come in and had success right away and been able to play at a competent level. I'm not saying any of those guys are superstars, but they were able to play decently. Um, even Kessler last year, I he wasn't a star, but he was actually not bad. And the game has changed a little bit in that respect. And so what I would say to that is it's just – Things are different than how they used to be. And so you can't automatically just say because a guy is young that discounts him because then you got to explain to me why is Mahomes the exception to this apparent rule that talented quarterbacks can succeed early on because we've seen it now time after time after time recently. So why is Mahomes the guy that just flat out can't do it? That doesn't make sense to me. And I think the burden should shift to the other side saying, well, why can't Patrick Mahomes do it? And that's where you get some arguments about Patrick Mahomes himself as a player. Um, you hear things like he's not a winner or his footwork isn't good enough or that, you know, he never learned to read defenses or that he doesn't know how to do a pro style offense, all these things. And so that's when the burden shifts back to them. They say, well, it's because Mahomes because he's so raw. And that it drives me nuts occasionally, to be honest, because people say things Again, in generalities, oh, he's so raw. He needs to just get polished up, he needs to sit and learn. It's like, well, what do you mean by raw? And then you get people to describe it a little bit. You know, it's usually with his footwork, in Mahomes' case, or dangerous throws, and that type of thing. And let's address a few of those things. First of all, the not a winner thing, it's a complete non-starter, in my opinion. 
Um, this idea that the, you know quarterback wins, we've we've gotten a little smarter as fans, um, to where we've realized that you can't just look at quarterback wins as a gauge of a quarterback. Now over time, those things can aggregate out over the course of like you know seven, eight, nine seasons, maybe. But even then, you have to look at the context of every win. The Indianapolis Colts playoff loss. Alex Smith played brilliantly the vast majority of the game. Even the second half where he cooled down, he still played very well. But the team lost. Um, on the flip side of that, you know, let's say this last year in 2016 against the Carolina Panthers, Alex Smith was pretty bad, and the Chiefs won. And so you you just see this this idea that wins and losses are uh, a general quarterback stat. It's just not accurate. So when someone says a guy isn't a winner, I just I kind of shrug and say, well, that okay. It just doesn't make sense to me because you've got plenty of good quarterbacks that have suffered through losing seasons, which especially when I say you've got to look at context in Patrick Mahomes, it becomes really simple looking at the context. His defense gave up almost 44 points a game last year. That's an insane amount. It's it, it's just it's 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 unfathomable. It was literally the worst defense in college football. And so this idea that it's on Mahomes you really have to think about the fact that in order to win a game, he had to lead the offense to 45 points or more. What quarterback can meet that burden consistently? There were games Patrick Mahomes had where he threw for 350, 400 plus yards, five, six, seven touchdowns, and they didn't win. I mean, the game where he broke or he tied the NCAA yards record with like you know 20 million yards, whatever it was, they didn't win that game. It's just absurd. And so you have to you have to remember those things. And that actually brings us into the next critique people have of him is that he makes dangerous throws. You know, he, he doesn't know when to hold him, doesn't know when to fold him, that kind of thing. The common thing here is, well, you won't get away with that throw in the NFL. Well, for one thing, with his arm talent, yeah, he will sometimes. He just will. Watch Aaron Rodgers play sometimes. Watch Matt Stafford play sometimes. Watch Winston play sometimes. Watch Cam Newton play sometimes. When you have a hose for an arm, you can get away with throws that other guys just can't. And Patrick Mahomes is in that rarefied air. Now, does that mean he needs to do it all the time? Absolutely not. But when you've got an arm as good as Aaron Rodgers' arm, you can make dangerous throws. Okay? Now, it's just a matter of knowing when to do it. And here's what I would say. You, again, have to look at context of what kind of team Mahomes is playing on. He had to score. Every drive, they had to score a touchdown or they would lose. And Mahomes knew that. He wasn't an idiot. And his coach knew that. He wasn't an idiot. So Mahomes seemed to, as far as I could tell, he basically had the the equivalent, the football equivalent of a swing away sign every snap because he was constantly asked to do everything. And so this idea that, you know, he's just going to be this constant risk taker in the NFL, when he himself has said in interviews, no, I understand that protecting the ball is a big deal. He's not going to need to score 45 points a game, so he won't try. So that kind of hoses that particular argument about him. Um, and again, we're talking about why Mahomes should be the exception to the new rule that young quarterbacks can play. Because it is the rule these days that young, talented quarterbacks do well. They don't need a year. They just don't anymore. And you see it time after time now with all those names we listed. Another thing we talk about is footwork. We'll talk about footwork a little more in a second, what we've seen since he's been a chief. But like I've always said, with Mahomes' footwork, it would only be concerning to me. And it is a little concerning. It would be more concerning to me if he wasn't still consistently pretty accurate. And he was. 
And so anyone who wants to say, well, his footwork is bad, it's like, yeah, but he was accurate. So what's the problem? And quite often his footwork was bad because his pass protection was utterly horrific. Again, you got to look at context here. And so the footwork argument isn't quite as strong as it seems on the surface simply because of the context of his ability to still throw accurately consistently and the reason why he had to bail on pockets pretty consistently and have poor footwork. He was running for his life. And so that argument doesn't really work as well. With regards to learning an offense, That there's no reason why that should apply more to Patrick Mahomes than any other of these rookies that have played well. All of them had to come in and learn a much more complicated offense. People say, well, Andy Reid's offense is so complicated. Yes, it is. But if you're going to use the Andy Reid factor, you've got to factor in his ability to game plan around guys that aren't you know, geniuses and that aren't super amazing at learning new offenses. Mike Vick was never known to be this football savant, and he played very well in Andy Reid's offense. And so if you're telling me, that you need to be some kind of genius to get it and pick it up in one year, I guess I'd point at Vic and say, no, you don't, because he was able to do it. And so talking about picking up an NFL offense, that's not explaining to me why Patrick Mahomes is the exception to the rule that talented quarterbacks can play well their rookie year, because all of them had to do it. And the exact same argument applies to reading defenses, which is another thing people like to say, he needs to learn to read NFL defenses. Again, This doesn't apply to him any more so than it does any other rookie quarterback. So that doesn't tell me why he'll be an exception to the rule. And again, these are all things if you're interested in, you know, ticking these off to be able to just kind of toss them back at someone if they say it to you. You'll say, well, what about this? And generally speaking, I haven't heard a good answer for any of these responses that that I've been giving you. No one's really answered those to my satisfaction why Patrick Mahomes has a higher burden of showing that he can read defenses than any other quarterback that came out. When in fact, it's come out now since he was drafted, according to his coach and according to him himself, he was reading defenses in college. He had full control at the line of scrimmage to check into different routes and to different plays, depending on what he read. So I would argue he had more control of his offense than a lot of rookie quarterbacks. So that actually speaks in his favor not against him. And again, this is all under the umbrella of the fact that rookie quarterbacks have come in and played competently in recent years at a fairly consistent level, especially in good situations. So this idea that Mahomes would be the exception and he would be the one that would just be terrible, it doesn't make sense. Why would he tank when so many other rookie quarterbacks aren't? And all those reasons that we just went over, he's not, a, he's not a winner. He makes dangerous throws. He's got bad footwork. He, he's got a tougher offense to learn. All those things, like we just talked about all of them, if you really examine them under the microscope, they don't really add up. Which, you know, we can talk about his college film and stuff. One question that I was asked is whether I've, when we talk about his footwork, probably the most concerning thing in his game was his footwork. Um, people have asked what I've seen different. Um, Well, here's the thing, until he's under live bullets, you know, until he's uh, playing in an actual preseason game under a pass rush that he knows is trying to hit him, we won't really know where he's at with his footwork and his technique and his tendency to leave the pocket. But I will say this, and everyone I've spoken to has said this, um, and I've noticed it on the videos that you see out of training camp, including the, the, the 11 on 11s that we've been able to see, which is the closest thing you get to live game action. You know, his footwork looks improved, Um, and I've talked to multiple people I trust a great deal, and they say it's been incredible how quickly he's improved on his footwork. He's improved on, you know, three-step, five-step, seven-step throw. 
And a lot of people I've talked to are just are people that weren't fans of his, but then they got a chance to watch him and they say, wow, okay, he's really, really tightened that up. Um, and then what you see when you look in the, the videos, his tendency to leave the pocket, he only does it when it's appropriate. And that's what we're see, continuing to see in camp. When there's pressure, he leaves the pocket. He generally goes to the right place. And so um, the things that we've seen in training camp, even people that didn't walk into it, Mahomes fans, they've walked out thinking, wow, he's really tightened up on some of the stuff. The one tenden- the one thing that I know people have talked about is still, does he know the offense? Because there's still miscommunications happening that are causing inaccurate throws or the occasional you know, wide receiver getting hit in the back of the head kind of thing. Those are things that got to get tightened down. But the improvement that you hear about from people that's occurred from OTAs to now is incredible. That's a big, big deal. And it, it's the fact that he went and he hired a, a private quarterback guy to work on his footwork between OTAs and camp, the fact that he seems to quite often be the last guy to leave, this, there's, there's signs here that this guy knows that he's got to work for it and he's willing to do it. What I want to do now is uh, take a quick commercial break so the Minnesota Chiefs fan family can eat all the wonderful food. And then we're going to talk a little bit about Mahomes' ability to protect himself as a guy that moves around. And then what it would really look like if he played in 2017 instead of Alex Smith. And so we'll be right back and we'll talk a little more about good old Patty Mahomes. All right, we've discussed... Some of the some of the issues I have with the reasoning as to why Mahomes absolutely couldn't start in 2017, including talking about how a lot of rookies start off and play well, and he's got just as good a skill set as them, if not a better skill set, and is in a better situation, and why the arguments as to why he'd be an exception to that rule don't really add up. We've talked about some improvements that he's made, and I got asked about... Uh, Mahomes, what I think of his ability to protect himself. Now, obviously, we haven't seen anything in camp. And I think the concern is because he's a mobile quarterback, he likes to move around and stuff. You know, will he take the big hit? I got to say, based on watching his college film with having just an awful offensive line, I'm not too concerned about that. He did get hurt one game on a scramble. Um, but generally speaking, he, he's careful. He slides when he, when he needs to, he gets out of bounds when he needs to. And most importantly, with regards to not getting hurt, he minimizes the opportunity for the defense to hit him. He doesn't run unless he has to, at least he didn't in college. He generally speaking, kept his eyes up to the last possible second, trying to get the ball to his playmakers rather than be the playmaker. So I'm not too worried about that. He's also built pretty thick, looks like a sturdy guy. I'm not worried about his ability to keep himself safe out there. And so what would change if Mahomes played in 2017 rather than Alex Smith? You know, let's say by some miracle, I mean, now imagine having to start off against Belichick, which that would be tough. At the same time, it would be kind of cool throwing a guy at Belichick that he's never seen, that he doesn't know. He doesn't know his tendencies. He knows Alex Smith. He's played Alex Smith multiple times. He doesn't know Patrick Mahomes. So what would change in the offense? What does he, you know, and the way I view it um, is, you know, what does he take off the table versus what does he bring to the table? You know, does, does he give more than he takes away? Obviously, this is an impossible thing to answer, right? I mean, we don't know for sure because we're not in the quarterback meetings. We don't, we're not in the room with him and his coach. We just don't know for sure. But we can take some guesses based off what we've seen so far. What I think, we'll start with what he would take away. 
What I think he would take away is, for one thing, Andy Reid wouldn't have as much of the playbook available to him because there's just no way that Patrick Mahomes could learn as much of the playbook as Alex Smith knows. So when Andy Reid is game planning for that first game or those first few games, and he's trying to pick out the, you know, 80, 90, 100 plays that they intend to try using in that game, which if you've never read Pat Kerwin's you know, Take Your Eye Off the Ball, it's really interesting hearing how offenses game plan. They've got, you know, their big playbook with 400 some odd plays and permutations of those plays. And then by the time they get to game week, they've really narrowed it down to quite a few fewer. And they go into that game with like a thinner playbook of plays that they'll try. Even, even saying 80, 90, I'm, I'm pushing it with how many plays they'll have there. So Andy will be starting off with a narrower subset of plays to select from. And that's tough. And there'd probably be a, a narrower number of permutations to each play too, because there's just no way, as far as I can tell, that Mahomes will be as gifted at reading coverages as Alex Smith is currently, pre-snap. I think Mahomes has showed he was decent at it in college, but Alex Smith, that's probably his best trait, is identifying coverages and knowing what routes will beat what coverages. And that's why he Andy likes him in the offense, is because Andy trusts his route combinations, and he trusts Alex to pick the right ones. And so you'd have a little less structured offense in that I don't think you would have the option to make pre-snap reads and say, okay, this guy is going to be open because of this coverage, and so that's the guy I'm going to go to, and knowing that you'll be right the majority of the time. I think Alex brings that to the table, and I don't think Mahomes could. So that's something he would take off the table with having quite as game-planned an offense, having quite as organized and quite as, you know, do A, then B, then C for this particular coverage. I don't think Reed would be able to structure it quite as much as he normally does. And that's a very real issue because one of the things Andy Reed is great at is scheming his opponent, taking advantage of tendencies. And so, you know, narrowing the playbook, that's a big deal, right? And narrowing down the 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 way in which calls would be made with regards to pre-snap reads and that kind of thing, you, you wouldn't see as much of it. So you'd see a narrower offense in that set. You'd have to kind of skinny up the playbook, especially in weeks one, two, and three, etc., those early games. So that's what he would take away, and that's certainly worth considering because that's a big deal. In the NFL, you want as many options as possible. And so if you're taking some options off the table, you better be adding some options. So what would Mahomes bring to the table? The first and most obvious one is, um, to quote an Arrowhead Pride uh, fellow contributor, uh, Mr. Swanson, he he would obviously increase the square footage the defense would have to defend and defend well. Because if Patrick Mahomes is on the field, you know you're a lot more likely to see at least a few more 40-yard passes and probably a few more accurate 40-yard passes. And that's just the way it is. You're more likely to see both sidelines tested in the intermediate zones, right? Although Alex does a good job with the sidelines in the intermediate zones, but you're going to see the ball come out there with more zip, and you're going to see him testing just deep in intermediate zones more often. And that increases, again, the square footage the defense has to defend, which is a big deal, right? Uh, it's just math. you got 11 guys. you got X number of square feet. It's easier to cover smaller numbers of square feet than bigger numbers. So by doing so, especially with, like, say, the camp Tyreek Hill is having, 
if you increase that square footage, if, if, if you've got this guy who can throw the football 70 yards and you've got a guy who is the fastest player in the NFL and good at tracking the deep ball that's just thrown up there, you've suddenly removed the defense's option essentially of playing single high, especially against a team with Travis Kelsey, who hopefully will be healthy. Because Kelsey, if you just take the free safety who's a single high and have him bail deep to cover Tyreek Hill going deep, you're going to have a wide open middle of the field. And that's death against Kelsey because no one can cover him. And so you're adding to the dilemmas the defenses have to deal with in that in that aspect. And I know that's what Chiefs fans are dying to see, you know, pushing the ball deep more often, forcing the defense to respect the deep ball more often. And then through that, what should come ideally is them having to go to two high safeties, the corners having to play off a little more, the team being a little more jumpy going on their heels, and then hopefully your run game can develop. And so I think what he would bring is pretty obvious on the surface. I think something that's not quite as obvious on the surface is I think Mahomes, based on what I've seen, and again, this is college, we'll see how he looks in that first preseason game. He demonstrated significantly better pocket presence than I've ever seen from Alex Smith. I think one thing he would bring with him right out of the gate is the ability to make things happen when Andy Reid didn't win. What I mean by that is, Alex is good at taking advantage of situations that Andy Reid creates, but he's not necessarily great at creating wins on his own. That's just not his thing. He's done it occasionally because he does have some talent, but it's just not his thing. Um, he's good at taking advantage of what Reid puts on the table, usually. Um, whereas Mahomes, if something goes wrong, you know, an edge rusher gets free right away or, you know, the receivers are covered for the initial two or three seconds, he's a guy who can move around the pocket keep clean of pressure, keep his eyes downfield and give his receivers an extra one, two, three, four, five, six seconds to get open. And as everyone knows from playing against big Ben, no secondary can cover forever. And if you've got a quarterback that can move around the pocket a little bit, that's going to result in receivers getting open. And so I think he would bring that as a plus right away in addition to the additional square footage. And so I think he would be able to tick through progressions post-snap more. I think he would be able to extend plays more. And I think he would be able to increase the amount of square footage the defense has to defend. I think all of that would be right away, immediately. With regards to stuff that was taken off the table, ideally, as the weeks progressed... And as Mahomes learned every week, you could expand the playbook a little bit, install new wrinkles every week, and start to expand things as the as the season goes along to where ideally, you know, in your perfect world, by the time you're in the playoffs, right, if everything went great, then you've got maybe, you know, still not nearly the full playbook, but maybe you've got 70% of it available or 80% of it, and you've added stuff every week. So that's the that's the ideal. So when you look at what Mahomes would very likely take away and what he would very likely bring, it becomes a matter of what you prefer in your quarterback. I personally, because I have so much faith in Andy Reid, to scheme the offense and with regards to the things that Mahomes would take away for Reed to compensate for those things and for the fact that things that Mahomes brings to the table are things that are just innate and would add so much to the offense, I think I'd be okay making that trade-off. 
Now, again, this is all contingent on the fact that, you know, it sounds like Alex Smith is slinging darts in practice and in training camp. So we may well see a version of Alex Smith that we're like, oh, okay, well, if this guy had been here last year, we'd be okay with him still being the guy. And hey, if that happens, Mahomes is very unlikely to beat him out. And if that happens, great. Everyone wins because Alex will get a big fat contract somewhere else next year and Mahomes can take over then and we'll see about a Super Bowl run this year. Um, the next thing I want to address real quick that I had someone ask me was how Mahomes will avoid mistakes against NFL level defenses. And someone actually mentioned, you know, does it seem like he has a few too many interceptions in training camp? I guess I've seen reports. I think he's had a couple more than Smith, but not enough more to make me concerned, especially considering that during a lot of team periods, Mahomes is going up against the first team defense with like the third string offense and Alex Smith is vice versa, right? So obviously Mahomes is going to have a few more picks because he's throwing at Eric Berry and Marcus Peters, not, you know, what's his name and who's his face. And so that doesn't concern me one bit, to be honest. Um, With regards to learning to avoid mistakes in the NFL, I think it would just be a matter of being properly um, contained within the offense, which I think Andy Reid could do, but it might be difficult. And it would just be instilling in Mahomes this idea, this whole, you know, live to fight another down sometimes. When it's second and one, you don't need to throw a tightly contested pass. 40 yards down the field you just don't need to do that and so having him understand that which he seems like a sharp guy that's going to be a major factor the 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 fact of the matter is the Mahomes can get away with throws that other people can't and so it just you want to harness that ability because you want defenses to fear it but you also need to contain it and I think Andy Reid can do that and so Again, the interceptions in training camp, they don't really bother me. They haven't been that prevalent. And I've talked to a few people that have been there, and they weren't really concerned with it, with it either. And so the way he'll avoid mistakes against NFL-level defenses will be by doing what he's already done, just in a more controlled environment, in a better offense, with better playmakers around him. He can trust Travis Kelsey to get open. He doesn't need to force it in there because Tyreek Hill can get open. He doesn't need to force it in there because Andy Reid can scheme guys open. And so... I think that will, by and large, hopefully, if, again, if things go right, it will compensate for maybe some of his more risk-taking tendencies. On a related question, I, I was asked if a light, if the likely increase in interceptions would be offset by touchdowns. Well, on one hand, I, I'm not entirely sure. There probably would be an increase in interceptions, but I'm not sure by how much. Alex secretly, last year... His his ball protection wasn't quite as good as it had been. I'm not just talking about the the debacle interceptions against Tampa Bay and Tennessee. Those were bad and not typical of him. But he also had a few more that were dropped. He just wasn't quite as careful with the ball that he'd been in the past. So that's one thing to think about, and I'm sure he'll tighten it up this year because it was uncharacteristic for him. Um, so there likely would be a few more interceptions. I don't really necessarily view it just as an interceptions versus touchdowns ratio because total touchdowns is a poor indicator of quarterback performance. Um, what it what I would view it as, again, what is he taking off the table versus what is he putting on the table? So let's say he throws an extra three picks or four picks or five picks or six picks um, or even ten. 
over the course of the season. And I mean, look, 10, that's a lot of picks, right? But let's say at the same time, he, you know, just for the sake of involving touchdowns, he throws an extra seven or eight touchdowns or 10 or 11 touchdowns, but he also makes, you know, 20 or 30 plays that you know for a, not for a fact, but you're almost certain that wouldn't have been made without him in there. Is that worth the trade-off? Well, it depends on the timing of the risks and the timing of the interceptions and the timing of the great plays. If he's timing them correctly and if he's not taking risks until late in games when it's absolutely necessary um, or in the right circumstances, then I say, yeah, that's that, that offsets pretty well. And that's even if he throws a significantly higher number of picks. If he only throws a couple extra, I don't think that's really problematic at all. But again, I don't view it really as a stat versus stat thing. It's more overall level of quarterback play. Is he getting it done on a consistent basis other than the occasional pick? That's what I'm looking for, not necessarily a TD to interception ratio. Um, so again, talking about Patrick Mahomes, you know, it gets complicated really quickly. And you know, a lot of people, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I, I've spent the last couple of years being viewed as something of an Alex Smith apologist by people that don't like Alex because they felt like I was always excusing his mistakes, et cetera, et cetera. And I'd argue with people long into the night about it. It's funny now because the roles, it's, it's kind of flipped and I have people kind of accusing me of giving up on Alex too quickly and just being a homer towards Mahomes. And I just want to say neither of those things are true. Okay. I, I defended Alex on plays that I didn't think it was his fault when something went wrong. And I do think that he got a bit of a bum rap from certain fans. At the same time, with Mahomes, I'm cognizant of what he brings to the table. And given what Alex did last year, I think it's worth questioning how much you lose if you take Alex out of the offense. Um, I like Alex, like I've said. But unfortunately... He had the best supporting cast and maybe the best blocking outside of maybe his first year. The pass blocking really came around late last year. He's had the best the best situation that he's had in Kansas City, and rather than improve, his play regressed. I don't think he was quite as good in 2016 as he was in 2015, and that's concerning because the idea was, obviously, if you improve the situation around Smith, he would get better. And so seeing all that makes you ask, couldn't Mahomes replace – some of what Alex does, not all of it, but some of it. And then remember the table analogy, right? Yeah, some of the some of the food gets taken off the table because Alex is gone, and Mahomes can't replace all of that. He replaces some of it, but then he adds all this new stuff: square footage, of field to defend, pocket presence, etc. So remember, when I'm making these arguments, not because I think Smith is bad. I don't. I think Smith is a decent quarterback. And I really, I think the most likely scenario here is that he wins the starting job without too much difficulty and goes on to have a pretty good year, um, especially if he and Tyreek Hill keep with the connection they forged during training camp. That could be huge. And we could all feel silly in the middle of the year when Alex is on his way to a career year that we even considered starting anyone else. And I kind of hope that happens. That would be great because it means the Chiefs have a legitimate chance at a Super Bowl with this roster, with good quarterback play. So I just wanted to clear that up. Um, there are a couple of final things that I do want to talk about. I want to talk about uh, the concern people have regarding 
stunting Mahomes' development by throwing him in too quick. And there were kind of a few random questions about Mahomes that I wanted to answer just because they seemed kind of fun. So what we're going to do is we're going to take one more uh, quick break, and then we're going to roll right back into things. All right. One of the most common things that you hear with regards to a rookie quarterback is whether or not starting them early is going to stunt their development. Now, I've addressed this on the radio. I've addressed this in other podcasts, but I feel like I should at least touch on this now. So the concern people give is, well, you know, if you start him, it's it's going to stunt his growth and, you know, it's going to set him back and we don't want to put him in until he's absolutely ready. Well, I've already addressed kind of the ready issue with regards to the team. Now I want to talk about with regards to Mahomes very quickly. I don't have that concern. And the reason for that is this is one of the best situations I've ever seen a rookie quarterback thrown into. Um, maybe in Houston, it might be nearly as good. Um, but the problem in Houston is that you've got O'Brien coaching him, not Andy Reid. And as good as their wide receiver group is, they don't have a security blanket like Travis Kelsey. Um, although DeAndre Hopkins is quite the security blanket as well, but it's a bit of a different position. And so even like say the last time we saw a rookie thrust into a position this good and actually play, I think was Dak Prescott, which fortunately he was just last year. And he was in there with a great offensive line, great running game, good receivers to throw to, decent defense. Um, and he was able to thrive. Now, the Chiefs don't have as good an offensive line as Dallas has, but they've got a significantly better offensive-minded coach. They've got, again, Travis Kelsey, who is a human mismatch and is always open and is just a ridiculous weapon. They've got Tyreek Hill, who more and more is looking like he's going to really do some stuff this year and is a bad mismatch in his own right, even if he doesn't improve from what he did last year. Um, they've got a decent possession guy in Chris Conley. They've got a stable of running backs who should be able to help. They've got an offensive line that's got continuity. They're a good situation, and they've got a defense that finally has a healthy Justin Houston, has a great secondary. Um, <laughs> let's all, you know, say a quick prayer for Terrence Mitchell's health and, you know, as well as Steven Nelson's because they were dropping like flies today uh, when I recorded this at least. But it's a good situation to be in. He doesn't need to do it all. He's got a wonderful offensive coach to guide him, and he's got a good defense there. So I'm not worried about him getting ruined because how guys get their development stunt is by picking up bad habits, like having to always play from behind or always having to run away from, from pressure. Things like that ruin a rookie. And I got to tell you, if, <laughs> if Patrick Mahomes didn't get ruined by what he had to deal with in Texas Tech, I just don't see a scenario in which he's going to get ruined in Kansas City because the odds of his pass blocking being as bad as they were at Texas Tech are almost nothing. There's almost no way it could happen barring everyone getting hurt. The odds of the defense being nearly as bad are, I think, non-existent. There's almost no way, you could almost say literally no way, the Chiefs defense will give up 44 points a game this year. And so if that didn't wreck Mahomes, I'm not sure what we're worried about wrecking him. Um, he's in a great situation. So that doesn't worry me at all. Um, so I've just got a couple more quick questions we're going to answer regarding Mahomes, and then we'll, uh, we'll call it a day on this, you know, special edition of chief in the North. I love that name guys. I really do. Um, I just do. I'm sorry. The land of 10,000 takes. You guys are fantastic. I got both those, both those on Twitter. I don't remember the names of the people, but you guys rock. Seriously, both of those are just fantastic title and tagline. Anyway, 
I was asked if the Chiefs would put in Mahomes if they start slow, like in 2015. I highly doubt it. I think this is a decision that Andy Reid makes early on, and he either throws him in there right away, or it's Alex's team until they're out of it or an injury. I don't see Andy being the type that like, ah, well, they're they're 0-3, and I was on the fence anyway, so I might as well throw in Mahomes. Unless it's a really unique circumstance of Andy being convinced that Alex was going to have a career year and then Alex lets him down, but he does think Mahomes is ready. Not one specific set of circumstances, maybe. Beyond that, I think he makes a choice and he sticks with it um, until, you know, maybe if down the stretch they're they're clearly not going to make the playoffs, then maybe I throw the kid in there. I have concerns about doing it that way because I don't want my quarterback thrust into a playing situation that's hopeless and people are irritable and people are just, you know what I mean? That I don't like that idea too much, but I don't see Reed going the put him in their halfway route. Um Another question I was asked was, what quarterback does Patrick Mahomes have similar traits to? And now, I hate saying this because people are going to say, are you saying he's that good a player? And that's just how that goes, but I, I have to. When you take Mahomes' arm talent and escapability and scrambling ability and ability to ad-lib, the closest comparison in the league, and this is in style, okay, not saying he's this good yet, is Aaron Rodgers. Um, you know, arm talent, you could say a guy like a, like a Matt Stafford, but he's not nearly as athletic as Mahomes, and he doesn't move nearly as well in the pocket, right? Um, you could try to say like a, a maybe a Jameis Winston might be a, a better comparison, but he still doesn't move as well inside and outside the pocket, in my opinion, as Mahomes. He doesn't ad-lib and run around for 20 seconds, and Rodgers does. He's the only guy in the league who does it the way Mahomes does it. Um, maybe Andrew Luck. You see some similarities there. But it, the ceiling for Patrick Mahomes, and I think this is where people are hung up on him because they see potential and they see ceiling. And that's what fans always want to see with young players is, well, what's the best he could be? The best he could be would be a you know an Aaron Rodgers light because I just don't think he could possibly be as good as Aaron Rodgers because Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in history. But he's got that skill set, that ability to ad-lib, that incredible arm talent, and the pocket presence to take in, to take advantage of both. Um, the way he runs around out there and just makes plays happen when other things break down, it reminds me of Rodgers more than anyone else. Um and so I, I really look forward to people saying, hey, did you hear that Seth Kaiser said that eh, Mahomes is as good as Rodgers or is going to be soon? And then people will yell at me on Twitter. So that'll be fun. I look forward to that. Um, one final question, and then we're going to we're gonna call it a day here. I was asked, would I trade Mahomes for Derek Carr or any other quarterback in the league? Well, for starters, yes, I would trade him for Aaron Rodgers without even blinking because – Rodgers isn't that old, and he's got at least three or four elite, 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 elite years left in him, which is nearly as long as Mahomes' rookie contract. So I would absolutely trade him for Rodgers. Um, I don't have a list of quarterbacks in front of me. There are a few that, despite how good they are, even at their age, I just I'm you never know when they're going to drop off, like a Drew Brees or Tom Brady. I just I'd want to because they're unquestionably much better quarterbacks than Mahomes is right now, but you just never know when a guy is going to hit that wall. 
you know, everyone, you know, Tom Brady turned 40 and everyone thinks he's a cyborg, but that's what everyone said about Peyton Manning until all of a sudden his arm just died. And yes, I understand that there were surgery situations there, but let's face it, as quarterbacks get older, they start to lose arm strength. You see it time after time after time. And so what happened with Manning is there were a few warning signs the year before and then suddenly, I mean, man, his arm just died. And so that, that spooks me about some of those older quarterbacks, right? And then plus there's the cost. So it's got to be a guy who's worth that wildly increased cost. That's where you bring me to like a Derek Carr. Derek Carr has the most expensive contract in the league, but I've never seen what he can do outside of being behind a great offensive line and with some good playmakers on his team. Um, I would think about it long and hard with Derek Carr, and I'm hoping that I'm not biased by the way he's played against Kansas City. However, I've seen him play against really good defenses when things aren't going right for him on offense, and I just don't know if I would pull the trigger on that. And so I'm going to take the coward's way out and say that I probably would not do that because of the combination. I'm not quite sure who Carr is and that record-setting contract. Now, if Derek Carr were still on his rookie year, rookie deal, yeah, I'd take him over Mahomes right now because he's proven that he can play well, and Mahomes hasn't proven that. Um, with regards to other quarterbacks in the league, um, I can't think of a whole lot that I would take because of the contract situation. Mahomes is about to be, if he even develops into a decent quarterback. Let's say he is at Alex Smith's level but with different strengths right? Hovering between that 11th and 19th best in the league. You'll be getting that for pennies. That is the most valuable thing in the league. You know, Russell Wilson wasn't one of the best quarterbacks in the league when he was on his rookie deal, but he was such a great deal. It allowed them to build around that. And so it's really tough to take anyone that's at that elite price because it just hurts so much of the rest of the team. So you've got to have this massive, massively better quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers, who you know is going to be one of the very, very, very best in the league. Um, aside from Rodgers, I'm I'm actually going to do something unusual here and admit that I am Googling something right now, NFL passing leaders, because I want to make sure that I am not just forgetting some name, because honestly, I'm about to say something that's going to like really freak people out, and I want to make sure that I'm looking at people. So, just going down the list of names here with yards, I couldn't do Drew Brees because of his age and contract level. Matt Ryan, I think I would pull the trigger there because he's proven it. And yes, he proved it in a great system, but he'd be in a great system in Kansas City too. So we've got Aaron Rodgers. We've got Matt Ryan. Um, although the super contract's a problem with Ryan. I'm going to talk myself out of it, but i got to have more than one quarterback. So I would take Ryan. I would take Rodgers. I wouldn't take Phillip Rivers because of his age. Matthew Stafford, I don't think is particularly special, especially considering his deal. So no, no way I'd take Joe Flacco. I would take Andrew Luck because I think Luck is a special quarterback who's been in a crap situation. Um, even with his contract, I would take Andrew Luck. Um, Russell Wilson, Yes. Yes, I would, even with his contract, because of his age and because of everything he brings to the table. Um, not Andy Dalton, not Eli Manning. I already said not Derek Carr, not Blake Bortles, not Sam Bradford, not Ben Roethlisberger. Now we're kind of getting into the ridiculous zone here. 
I wouldn't take Dak Prescott over him just because as much as I like what Dak did, he had it real cushy for a lot of games. Wouldn't take Cam Newton because I don't think it'd be enough of an upgrade. Um, Jameis Winston, I'd really, really, really think about it. But I'd probably say no ultimately. Same with Marcus Mariota just because I don't think either of them brings quite as much to the table as Mahomes does. Mariota, I'd really think about it. Actually, you know what, Winston, I'd really think about it. They've both proven they can do it. You know what? Yes, I would take them because they're on rookie deals too. And so what I've got, looking at the list of people, it would be Rodgers, Ryan, Mariota, Winston, Russell Wilson, and Andrew Luck. Outside of those six guys, I don't think there's anyone else that I would trade him for considering his contract and considering his talent level. So now we've had our special edition Patrick Mahomes podcast you know i i hope you've learned something I, I i hope we've gotten all the issues out of the way at least until next thursday when they play their first preseason game i'm really hopeful we'll see how he plays he could very well bomb out there and i think it's important for everyone to remember that even if he does it's still going to be okay we're still early in this process and so um hopefully we've put this topic to rest for at least a week because if he plays awesome well, there's going to be more to talk about, and the decision might get tougher. Again, I think we're going to see Alex Smith this year, but I really, especially, I don't know what their internal conversations are like. If he's, if Mahomes is ahead of where they thought he would be at this time, I think it is something you have to consider because what he brings to the table can replace what he's taking off the table, and that's the biggest thing with him. There's just so much that he can add with his natural can't teach him talents so that's what i've got for you this week uh as always thanks for listening guys um please do me a solid and remember to uh subscribe on itunes or whatever the platform it is you're using um, review it rate it subscribe do all those things i know it's silly to plug for those things but i promise you it does make a difference in our ability to continue doing this so if you like what you're hearing do those things and we'll keep doing our best to provide chiefs content that you really appreciate it I'll talk to you guys next Monday. Take care of yourselves out there. And remember, this has been the Chief in the North.